Welcome to another episode of FD. I'm here with my friend L, the first guest speaker. <laughs> so amazing. I'm so excited. Hi, everyone. How y'all doing? And on FD, full definition, we are exploring the fullness of life that Jesus talks about. And today we're going to be looking at the topic of challenges. Yeah, so tell me, Sarge, why why did you start thinking about this topic? And why have you asked me to talk about this? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the one asking the questions. <laughs> but I jump right in. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, one of the reasons why I really did think about this is because of what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, in this world, you will have troubles. And they're like, hey, that's not good news. I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> but he says, all right, whoa, 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 there's good news. Don't worry, I have overcome the world. So here's the thing. We, we can't escape the challenges that we're going to face. Jesus has already told us, look, this life does not get you a ticket out of any of that. Actually, you're going to have them. But how do we respond to the challenges that we face in a way that gives us life? I think that's a really important question. And as for why I asked you, like, we've known each other since 2014, right? Um, and that's, that's a good one. And in that time, I've seen you and the way in which you face quite a few challenges and you have a great approach to it. And you don't sort of run away from it. It's, <laughs> a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very bold approach. And you openly share that experience you have other people and I've seen you overcome it I've seen you sort of grow through all this stuff and I'm like wow this is amazing and I just love for you to share with everyone who's listening how you do that wow what a compliment <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've always uh, dealt with it in the way that I would have liked I think I dealt with it with a lot of kicking and screaming and <laughs> crying and uh, rolling on the floor <laughs> <laughs> well I mean yeah El, you know you've been through you've been through uh, quite a lot, as, as a lot of people have. For example, you moved back to London and took a career break, did something completely different, yeah, right? I know, yeah. Yeah, tell, tell me about that. How was that? Well, I took a career break because I wanted to uh, fulfill a childhood dream. Um, I always wanted to go to uh, Berkeley nice. to study jazz. I've been playing the piano since I was five and I just love it. It's the love of my life. I just feel like a different person when I'm playing the piano. So this opportunity came up for me to study a year of music in London. Mm. Uh, and a very good friend of mine would uh, put me up rent-free for a year. Amazing. So I you felt... I know, friends who care. <laughs> so I wanted to do this before my fingers got too stiff with old age. <laughs> 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 Seriously, you know, so I thought um, since I was rolling off the previous job anyway and I wanted to come back to London anyway, mm. I would take a year out to study music. Yeah, amazing. And that was challenging in a way, really good fun, but challenging because you're going back to school, mm. doing something which is totally not what you're trained in, using the other part of your brain, yeah. being with classmates who are, what, 20 years younger than yourselves. Mm. Um, and trying to tap into the intuitive part of my brain and, you know, side of me much more. Yeah. Because studying music and doing music performance, which mm. is what I did. Yeah. And I did uh, contemporary. Yes. So I'm a classically trained pianist, but I did contemporary, which means I had to learn how to feel the music 
rather than just read from the score yeah. and how to communicate with other people who had no formal musical training because you mm. have to start talking to them about things other than what's on the sheet because it's not on the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that was that was good fun, but that wasn't that wasn't really a big challenge. It was just an adjustment that I had to deal with. Mm. But as you know, coming back um, after the course, I spent all my savings mm. and then I had a period of unemployment yeah. and just trying to figure out if I should stay, how I could get back into work. And it was a bit rocky mm-hmm. to really get back to a place where my finances were stable and yeah. I wasn't just worrying from month to month about paying the rent. And yeah. it took a while. I had I had some a long period of unemployment. Yeah. But even in that time, Elle, you, you also had some space to kind of explore a few other ideas and a few other areas mm. in your life. Tell, tell us a little bit about that as well. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people, myself included, we didn't take the time to kind of work through stuff as they came up in our earlier career days. Mm. So there was a lot of things from, from my childhood and also from the earlier days in my career which I hadn't completely processed. Mm. And I had just kind of dealt with it by just working harder and just, you know, being busy. So mm. when I had that space of, forced downtime as it were things started coming up things that were troubling me for a while which I hadn't really realized and then I had to learn to deal with them I had to look at them squarely and figure them out I had you know existential questions that came up I had emotional questions I had health questions a few other things that just came came at it at me all at once and and this is the thing so I've seen you grow through many of these challenges. I've seen you overcome many of the challenges really, really well. And that's what I'm really excited about to sort of like draw out of you, right? So so in a practical sense, in a real like everyday sense, mm. what do we do with challenges? What, what's a challenge? What, what do you consider a challenge, Al? Well, I had a bit of a think about this since you gave me the topic. I think we normally use the word challenge in a, in a noun form, right? Uh, something is a challenge what we mean is something is an issue but we can't use the word issue at work so we sanitize it and use the word challenge okay it usually means uh, something needs to be corrected something needs a solution and it's usually something that everybody would see as a challenge so it's not a subjective challenge it's an objective challenge does that does that help with definitions yeah 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 definitely so I'll, i'll add a little bit to that right so you can have a challenge and it will be a challenge for you. It'll be a, b- a little bit subjective because it's localized mm. to your own particular skill set or to your own abilities. So someone might come across a challenge that you might look at and think, oh, I can fix I can, that in five can, minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah right. But, but then for them, it's challenging. Mm. For each of us, we're identifying that actually different things can be challenging for mm. different people. Or not challenging. Or not challenging, exactly. Mm. And so in the moment, like, what do you do when you face a challenge? Well, okay, first of all, I to know whether it's a challenge to me, I, I would say how my emotional reaction is. Mm-hmm. Because usually if I'm quite calm about it, then it's usually not a challenge. It's just something that needs to be done. But if I feel the emotions coming out of me and you know my head starts spinning a bit and I get a bit overwhelmed, then I guess I would park that as a challenge. Right. So how do I respond to it? I think I'm getting better with age. <laughs> uh, but how I would respond to it now is I would take a step back and try to, first of all, calm myself down because mm. when the emotions come up, they come up of their own and you're going to have to manage them. 
And then I've learned that a lot of challenges are because I have a, a lack, a lack, whether it's a lack of skill or lack of knowledge or just a lack of confidence in a particular area that's causing me these emotions. Mm-hmm. So I take a step back and, and try to think about, okay, what, what actually is this triggering? Because if I know it's just me feeling overwhelmed, it's not that I don't have the solution. I'm just being overwhelmed by maybe too much information coming at me mm-hmm. or just the time treasure of it or just feeling like I'm, I'm kind of receiving other people's emotions and that's overwhelming me. Yeah. So once I can pinpoint what's actually triggering this emotion, then I can kind of deal with that first. With that out of the way, mm. then I can look objectively and logically at the problem that needs to be solved yeah. and then start pulling it apart and seeing which parts are mine to do and which parts I really have no control over. Mm. Because sometimes a challenge is given or an issue is presented to us as a package but yeah. not all of it is for us to solve. Mm. Sometimes, so you know, some people just dump it on us, especially if we are responsible and, you know, we always try and fix things for people. Mm. They'll just give the whole lot to you. But one thing I learned in challenge solving <laughs> <laughs> and that skill set is to learn to be clear and confident about what part is for me to do. Mm. And then I can work through what to do with it or what I need to step up for or what I need help with. Mm-hmm. And what really I need to push back to the person to whom it belongs yeah. or, or, or where it better sits. Yeah, yeah. Does that kind of Yeah, that's really amazing. No, that's, that's really fantastic. I mean, you, you mentioned this thing of taking a step back mm. and sort of looking at, sort of managing the emotions first of all. Mm. And then looking at the thing objectively. And one of the things I'm trying to do myself now is to identify why the challenge arose. Mm. As in, why the emotions arose? No, not necessarily no. The, the emotions. Oh, why the situation? Well, yeah, why the situation came about. Is this able to tell me something about myself? So is this something that is external to me? So I, I, like when you mentioned, maybe somebody has just dumped something on you last minute and these things happen. Or <laughs> is it something that is sort of caused with a bit more proximity i guess it's something that you have done or created in yourself or by yourself and then this has come about so i try to sort of explore that angle because it then tells me is this challenge able to tell me something about myself or is it actually external to me Mm. and is it telling me something about other people Mm. or about an environment or something that i should learn about the circumstances about which that has arisen. So that's another thing that I kind of try and look at when I'm faced with a challenge now is what is this actually trying to tell me? Because I feel like challenges are useful if we extract from them what we can learn. Mm. It's a bit like pain, isn't it? Um, mm, it's an interesting analogy. Yeah, go on. Nobody likes pain. We, we <laughs> try to forward plan so we don't even get to that stage of having pain. But pain really is a way of the body just telling us what's not working mm. in the right way so we have a chance to fix it before it gets worse. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm no scientist, right? But I understand that when things are dead, they don't feel anymore. <laughs> so, you know, if, if your arm is dead, <laughs> it just drop off, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Go green or something. But the fact that it still hurts, you've got a chance to do something about it before so it good. gets to the dead stage, right? So what So what do you do? Like, in a, in a practical situation, like, what do you do when you're you know, facing with a challenge? You mentioned the managing the emotions thing. 
But what else do you do? What have you found sort of like in challenges you face that have been really helpful to you? It's funny, but I've started to learn how to manage my physiological response. And mm. then that helps. For example, I used to think it's just cliche when people tell you, you know, count to 10, take a deep breath. <laughs> but it actually really helps. Mm. So I've learned how to, um, to kind of, if I'm really feeling stressed, overwhelmed by something, challenged by something, I will find a, a quiet spot. So for example, if I'm at, at work and something comes in which immediately just kind of throws me off tangent, hits me off course, I'll find a moment as soon as possible to go into a quiet space where I don't feel that I am you know, having to deal with people around me and I'm just kind of insulated for a little while. Mm. And then I will kind of take some deep breaths, just kind of let myself relax and calm down. Mm. Stillness and quietness helps me a lot. It doesn't for everybody. Some people need a bit of noise, you know, to get them going, but yeah. I need I need to calm down with, you know, total stillness. Nice. So library is great for me. At my office, we have a space we call the library and nobody makes noise in there. So I'll go in there. Oh, I need one of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so that's the first thing I would do for me learning how to breathe in and out, deep breathing from my tummy, mm. that helps. If I'm at home, I've learned how to use uh, essential oils. <laughs> Ooh, interesting, yeah? Yeah, so I know there's a big craze with aromatherapy and things like that. Mm. But if you read more about it, I think some, some, some scents just help people more than others. So, yeah. you know, it's very bespoke to you. Mm -hmm. I find that I really like cedarwood, so I will, I will have that in my diffuser and it really calms me down and it also helps my, my mind to, to get clearer and almost like stabilizes it and makes it sharper. Nice. So having a warm bath also really helps. So yeah. so if I've like worked 10 hours that day and I know I still have to put in another 5 hours before the day is over, I'll come back, have a warm shower, mm. nourish myself with some good food. Yeah. Nutritious food, not junk, you know. <laughs> And then I find that my body is in a better condition to deal with it after mm. that. Mm. That's one thing. Amazing. Thanks, Al. What about you? So what I'm learning at the moment is, again, sort of touching on the point where it's about something that you lack. I'm learning that I don't always have to have a full solution or, or that mm. rather... I can pull together a solution from people around me mm. because we can look at someone like Samson who kind of created a lot of the challenges that he faced. Uh, well, not, not, not a lot. He maybe, maybe he created some of the challenges that he faced, right? He was this sort of really strong character in the Bible. He was supposed to be some sort of deliverer, but he just kind of did his own thing. Mm. And most of the time got in trouble because of a woman or some relationship he had with a woman or something like that. And he was able to get himself out of it most of the time. But he didn't seem to get the thing that the challenges were pointing at, which was, dude, you've got a problem with women. Then you look at someone like David who, right from a young age, sort of showed that he had a dependence on God when he was just a shepherd boy. And then all the way through, I remember this particular story in David's life when he had gone away with his men to sort of like, maybe to, to fight some battle. And what happened was as they were away, all the men were away fighting with David. And then some other group came and 
captured all the women and children from mm. their camp and took them away. Mm. And then they all came back and they were all so like devastated. Mm. And that's a real challenge there because David not only faced the loss of his own wives and and family, but also he had to sort of be the leader in that moment for every single one of the men. <laughs> so also... you can't go into the library and breathe in essential oils. You, know, you, don't, you, don't, you <laughs> yeah. don't have that space to do that. And so not everybody has that space because if you're leading, if you're in front, if you're right in the center of people and, and then when something goes wrong, people are looking to you yeah. as the leader for the solution. Yeah. You need to have a way to enable yourself to gather my resources yeah yeah my resources everything around me and he did that and he you know he didn't he didn't sort of say to the men okay everyone i can see you're dejected you stay here and i will go and negotiate with the people no he sort of he got the priest at the time to come and help him facilitate a conversation with god where he was able to seek out his wisdom but he derived his confidence from striking that conversation with god and being like look this is what has happened what should i do and that really says to me, when we're facing challenges, we need wisdom. Yeah. We really need wisdom and we should not be afraid. So the one thing I'm learning to is ask for help. Yeah. Like, don't, don't try and internalize and solve all my problems and all the things I'm facing and think that I can find a solution. No. We can find a better solution. If I'm faced with a challenge, the first thing I try and do is go to God for wisdom. You know, Jesus, what should I do? And the next thing I ask myself is, what don't I know how to do here? And who knows how to do it better? And then suddenly, I can just ask this guy, I'm asking this guy here and this guy here, can you do this, can you do this, can you do this? And then they're all coming and giving ideas. And then when they've all given their ideas and everything, I'm like, now we've got something. And, and, and it's better than what I could have done on my own. And that way, you don't shoulder all the weight of the challenge mm. on yourself. But actually, you've gained confidence by drawing experience and wisdom from the people around you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But the thought that's kind of popping up is, yes. I don't know if, if maybe guys don't experience this as much as... Guys, wasn't that amazing? I know, I know. Elle was dropping so much wisdom, we couldn't fit it all into one episode. So tune into the next episode where we continue with Elle, where she left off, and she actually explores a different sort of challenge as well. So good. I can't wait. See you guys next time.